0: Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Great to be with you again, Akuo. If you've hung out with us at all this year, you know that the word that God spoke to us to live out this year is ready, that we are ready as currently constructed. It hasn't been a matter of building new things within yourself. This has been a year about uncovering things that are already there and using those exact things to help change the world around you. Not using these skills as an abilities in some far off place, but right where you're at. You don't have to go searching uh, the fields that you're supposed to be working in. You are already in those fields that you're supposed to be working in right now. And here's what happened. Jesus explained some of these exact same ideas to his disciples that they were going to become apostles for him and they're going to be amongst the nation of Israel because that was their backyard, the field that they were already ready in. So you're getting a very similar message that Jesus gave the disciples right here, right now. Now, as those guys started to go and, and start spreading the good news of Jesus, something happened. Their backyard, Israel, began to reject Jesus. They refused to believe what Jesus was telling him, telling them that he was the Messiah, the one that was sent to save them, the one that would eventually end up saving the world. So as people would show up to hear Jesus preach, he started to change the way that he taught them. What he did was start telling them stories. He started speaking parables to the crowds. Now, for those of you that don't know, a parable makes a comparison between a known truth and an unknown truth, and it throws them alongside each other, throws them together, even though it doesn't really seem like it would fit. So, so Jesus spoke in parables so the disciples could get a deeper understanding of what Jesus was explaining. Not only so the disciples could get a better understanding, but so the people that were believing in him already would get a new understanding. It worked for the disciples because they would be able to communicate the gospel in the future. And the same thing actually works today. As we hear stories and connect them to something eternal, it gives them an incredibly greater meaning. Also, if done correctly, it can help us lead uh, people to the gospel of Jesus. So to continue our series called Story Time, we are inviting a friend of the church to share the message. This week we have John Pyle, one of the pastors at City Church, with us today. John is someone that has been in the ministry going on two decades now. He's a person that cares about people in a way that inspires me. I want to be like John. I want to care for people the way John does. And John's actually one of the people that I will go to when I need to talk to someone. Not only that, he is someone that leads me in a direction that is biblical and God-honoring. John is someone I know and trust to deliver you a fantastic message today. So without further ado, here's Pastor John Pyle.
1: Today I want to highlight one of my favorite parables. It's one that brings me a great deal of comfort, especially when I need direction. But before I get into that parable, let me give you context to why Jesus is sharing this particular parable. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. The Pharisees were religious leaders who didn't really like Jesus. They were very insecure because Jesus and his disciples were challenging a lot of the norms and maybe even more of a problem for the Pharisees. He was challenging the religious power structure of the day. Jesus is being criticized because he's hanging out with tax collectors and sinners. They were thought of as hopeless. See, tax collectors were considered traitors. were jewish people who worked for the roman empire collecting taxes from their fellow jews and jewish folks hated the romans i remember this they were an occupying force in the promised land and oppressing the jewish people they were wildly unpopular and hated so any jewish people who worked for them were even more hated i mean nobody likes paying taxes but the tax collectors would charge extra and pay themselves with that extra a tax collector would have been viewed like a sellout and a thief. They were like a tattletale who also stole from you. Now, in the ancient Jewish religion, there were also some people who had sinned for so long, the Pharisees believed they could never be redeemed, called sinners. They could never be made right with God. And because they were hopeless, these sinners rejected religion and the norms of Jewish society. They were kind of like, if you don't want us, we don't want y'all either, and lived their own way. They were rebels who lived outside of the religious and cultural lifestyle. So it would have been weird that they were gathering around to hear Jesus. In the eyes of the religious leaders, tax collectors and sinners represented the lowest of the low. They were such outcasts that even being near them would actually make you unclean. So if you were a good religious person, you wouldn't go anywhere near these people. They were hopeless. In that culture, tax collectors and sinners were lost. So lost that in their minds, they would never return. These were people that needed direction. But the Pharisees and the religious leaders had given up on them. And that's when Jesus shares this parable I love to challenge the Pharisees. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. Jesus finds the lost. Jesus always finds the lost. It doesn't matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how lost you feel like you've been, God loves you. And God loves you so much that he will find you. You are never truly lost If tax collectors and sinners aren't too far gone for Jesus, neither are you. He loves you. And if you're lost, he's looking for you. And if you've never let him find you, I want to encourage you, stop running today. Let Jesus bring you home. At the end of my message, I'll lead you in a prayer to help declare that at the end of this. The bottom line is Jesus finds the lost. But sometimes this parable can be tough, right? I mean, it's very hopeful, very encouraging, particularly when our lowest and our lostness but what if you don't feel lost? What if you feel like things are going okay? What if you've been a believer for a long time? This can especially feel true if you used to be lost, but you don't feel that way anymore. I mean, you know what lost is like, and you sure don't feel that way now. But even if you're not lost, you still need direction. I remember when I was in college, I was working as an orientation advisor, And the freshmen would come in during the summer to get their first look at the campus and register for classes. And part of that was staying in the dorms. And so they'd stay in these dorms and inevitably because they were old dorms, there'd be problems opening the doors. And so one day this mom comes to me and says, hey, my son is having trouble opening his dorm room door. This is such a normal problem to have in these old dorms. So I was like, no, I'll go take care of it. So I follow this mom walk and make all the normal small talk. And when I get to the room, I see something I didn't expect. Standing before me is the coolest person of all time. Arthur Fonzarelli, the Fonz. That's right. Now, you, if you're younger, you might know him from Scream or The Waterboy, but the Fonz needed help opening his door. So even if the Fonz, the coolest person on the planet needed direction, then we all need direction. Maybe you're looking for career direction. Looking for a job or just seeking a new job. Maybe you don't know what to do next after school. Maybe you're looking for financial direction. You're trying to pay the bills and the math ain't mathin'. You're looking at God like, help me out here. Maybe you're looking for direction in your marriage or relationship. Y'all just aren't on the same page right now. Maybe you're fighting and arguing all the time, or maybe it's just silence and discomfort. Maybe you're looking for direction in parenting. Heaven knows it ain't easy. Maybe your kids are driving you nuts, whether they're little or they're almost retired. Maybe you're looking for general life direction. You feel stuck or restless or afraid. You're not sure what's next. Maybe you're still holding on to a loss and you're struggling to get over it and and you can't move forward. No matter who you are or where you are in your spiritual journey, we all need direction. We all need direction sometimes and even when we're found, Jesus still describes us as sheep because we're not meant to do life without him. He keeps that analogy going and calls himself a shepherd. In John 10, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Okay, but what is a shepherd? Shepherds ensured their sheep ate, drank, and were protected from predators and thieves. Here's an idea of the daily routine. Sheep weren't fed in their pen, so the shepherds had to take them all out to eat usually foraging on the grass. They also need to be led to a fresh water source, like a stream. At some point, the sheep would often need to rest because it was usually a long journey. The shepherd would need to find a comfortable place, warm in the winter, cool in the summer. I mean, remember, this needs to be done year-round, rain, snow, or shine. Eventually, the shepherd would need to come back to guide his sheep home to the pen near or after darkness. So who was a shepherd that did this? Since it was so difficult and demanding, this was a role that you really didn't want. It was often given to the youngest child that was able to do it because it was considered a subordinate position. Being a shepherd didn't bring much glory because it required you to be a selfless servant, putting the needs of the flock in front of your own. A shepherd wasn't just there to protect the animals. It was a difficult, selfless role protecting the wealth and future of a family from the dangers all around. Being a good shepherd was critical. And for us to have a clear picture of Jesus, it's background that we should know. Those in Jesus' time would have understood all of this as part of their culture. And that's why Jesus' words in John 10:11 would be so significant to them and are still significant to us today. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. As a good shepherd, Jesus finds the lost, and because he is a good shepherd, Jesus leads the found. Once he finds us, we are still sheep and we still need direction. Nobody graduates out of our need for a shepherd, no matter how spiritually mature mature they may be. As a good shepherd, Jesus doesn't just find us, he guides us. My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. We need to listen to his voice. And one of the most amazing things about shepherds now and in the ancient world is that their sheep know their voice. The flock could be mixed in with dozens of different flocks scattered all over the countryside. But when their shepherd called, they followed. And they wouldn't follow any other shepherd. Okay, Think about it when you were a kid and you played in the street and your mom and dad came out and they called dinner, right? Today, maybe you have a ringtone for your parents like, Mom, Mommy, Mom, Mommy. Right? We need to learn how to listen to his voice. When life gets tough, when things get messy, we listen for his voice. The good shepherd still leads us. We still need to follow him no matter where we are on our spiritual journey. And all we need to do is listen to his voice. But where will he lead us? They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The good shepherd leads us to good pastures. Some people reject Christianity because they think they have life figured out and they don't need any help. They're offended that they would need someone to lead them. I gotta do this, I gotta do that, blah, blah, blah. Religion is a crutch for the weak-minded. You've probably heard that before. But see, they see Jesus and the principles he taught as restrictive. They think Jesus is trying to keep them from something better. But that's not how our shepherd works. It's not about restricting us to a boring life. Jesus wants to lead us to the good pastors. And part of a shepherd's work is protection. Knowing what to guide his sheep away from is a crucial part of being a good shepherd. You can't find good pastors without keeping your sheep away from the bad ones. The good shepherd leads us to good pastors. That isn't about God being the genie that makes your wishes come true. It isn't about getting everything you want. And the good pastors that we believe in here is one that is in close relationship to Jesus our shepherd. And today, I'm asking you to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd. And for some of you, following him means you first need to believe. You may not have come here today looking for God, but maybe he found you. Maybe you feel something you've never felt before. I want you to take a moment to open your heart and consider the possibility that Jesus, the Good Shepherd, is seeking you out and wants to spend eternity with you. It just takes a simple prayer, no religious hoops, but... It doesn't stop there. Once you believe, it's just the beginning. God wants to give you direction for your life too. The good shepherd leads us to good pastures, but we need to know his voice. So how can we know his voice? Well, when you read scripture, you'll learn to know his voice. It can be tricky trying to know what God is saying. So how can you separate all these thoughts and feelings of advice and where God is leading you? And what can you do to tell the difference? So with scripture, and silence, scripture and praying. You read scripture, you begin to know his voice. And you'll begin to see where the shepherd is leading you. And anytime you're not sure, you can check with scripture. God isn't going to ask you to do anything against what the scripture says. The other thing to get to know his voice is silence. Noise can drown out God's voice. And we have a lot of noise in our lives, don't we? Sometimes the only way to hear God is to get rid of all the distractions and wait patiently in the silence. When was the last time you were alone in complete silence? That might be intimidating for you. I know it was for me. But if we cannot hear our shepherd's voice, we won't have the right direction and find the good pastors. Silence is a big part of why I'm here today. I never thought I was going to work for a church. I thought I was going to work in the business world and be a CEO, but there was a downsizing move in my company and we decided to move to San Antonio. I took jobs that were less satisfying and lower down the totem pole. And then I was eventually in a season of unemployment. I spent what felt like years in unemployment, but it was actually a few months. That I wanted a job so badly and I just kept going and going and going, but God had business that he needed to do with me. And there were days I couldn't get off the couch. I'd turn on the TV or some music to occupy my brain. But eventually what I realized was I needed to connect with God. And I'd sit in the silence crying out for God to help me. And it was in the silence I began to hear God's voice. I had to deal with a bunch of my issues because I was jacked up. And my professional goals and success blinded me from the brokenness of my soul. And then because God has a sense of humor, my wife became pregnant while I was unemployed. But my first priority was still listening to God, who led me to heal. After this time period came to a close, some amazing things connected, and I eventually wound up on staff at a church. And that's something that only God can do. I never would have found that direction if I didn't wait in the silence. The answers to life's biggest issues were found in taking time to listen to Jesus' voice in my story. And in this period of life, I learned the Good Shepherd leads us to good pastors, and I began to believe it. Do you believe it? We're going to pray right now and ask the shepherd to give us direction. Where do you need direction? And what do you need to hear God's voice? We're going to start in silence. We're going to be silent for just a moment, and then I'm going to close and pray. Lord, you are the good shepherd. And some of us come before you, maybe never having met with you before, maybe never having seen you, maybe not knowing who you are. And if that's you, if that's who you are, I'm so thankful that you're here today, but you don't have to jump through religious hoops. There's no goodness threshold you have to meet. You don't have to change from where you are right now at all. You just have to believe. Believe in what? Believe. That Jesus loves you that Jesus loves you and that he is a good shepherd you don't have to get all the theology or fully understand everything but just believing that Jesus loves you and has a great plan for you and is a good shepherd is enough to start your journey and for those of us who already believe my prayer for you is that we can sit in the silence God and And we could use scripture to confirm what you might be telling us. God, but we can sit in the silence to learn to listen to the voice of our good shepherd who will lead us to good pastures. Lord, my prayer is that you find the lost and lead the found, God. Find us and lead us today. In your name, amen.
0: All right. Thank you, John, so much. We appreciate you. We love you. Everybody give it up for John. And just also know, just give him a little bit of extra prayers. He's a Clippers fan. They just added, uh, you know, James Harden. He's got to cheer for Kawhi. He, it's a tough life for him. So just be cheering uh, for him uh, in this time. So uh, I'll just give you a heads up what's going on. We are continuing with our Cam Christmas store. And there's a few ways that you can donate to Cam. The first way that you can do that is to go to their Amazon and Target wish list online uh, based off the QR code that we're showing on the screen right now. All you have to do is go to this. You can buy the gift online and then they get shipped directly to Cam. You can also go to their Amazon page uh, with the QR code on the screen and get ideas about what you would like to buy on your own and then bring them here on December the 3rd. Y'all, that is coming up. That is next Sunday. And then we're gonna deliver them to Cam. Now, the only reason we're able to do things like this and and make donations of our own and buy turkeys for all these families around the city is because of you. So if you give here to Cool, I want you to know first off, thank you. But also, I want you to know that you aren't giving to Akuo. When you are generous to Akuo, you're not really being generous to us, but you're being generous to your community through Akuo. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, maybe you haven't heard from God yet about what you can be giving to through Akuo to your community. One of the many ways that you can express your generosity is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit, 10% offering in the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be where you start until you figure it out. Now for some of you, it's a tough time right now. Uh, The the holidays are getting started, uh, different things change, prices are going up. The celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and if that's you, that's okay. If things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out. Now what we want to do is be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo, the way you can do that is by going to the website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the Giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our Text to Give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A K O U O and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you, and we will be praying for you now, and we will continue to pray for you throughout the week. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. Jesus, I pray that as all these people uh, put away their phones, get out of their cars, take out their headphones, close their laptops, turn off their TVs, whatever method it is that they're hearing your voice right now, Lord, I pray that you would continue to speak to them. I pray that you would move in their lives and you would show them just how you are the good shepherd, how you are taking care of them, how you are standing up for them, and how you are leading them in the right direction. Jesus, we thank you for everything, and we love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, that's all that I have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akouo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O k o-o-o.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community, we hope to hear from you soon.